All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to Cook It. We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our families. This week, we're exploring food from Ree's Frontier. Dree's. No. I don't know. No. Ree. I know. It's just, it feels like an empty, like, it's missing something. And I realize that that's probably because my name is very similar. And I'm like, Drea. I'm like, you're missing an extra syllable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like her name. It's kind of fun. It's just yeah. kind of chill. It goes it's with different. her personality, for sure. Like, if you've watched her on the Food Network, it goes with her personality. That makes sense. Yeah. I have only watched her on the Food Network once. I watched her a lot. So, this did, week we made something exciting. <laughs> we did. I'm sorry. I was very I'm excited sorry. about it. Um, well, I was pumped too. I thought my kids would like it. We made the rigatoni and meatballs on page 126. Yeah. How did it go for you? Well, I want to know now. I'm on a cliffhanger because you said I thought my could, kids would really like it. So, oh, they did. I, oh, they did. Okay, thank God. I thought you were like setting me up for, and they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, they liked it. They love meatballs, though. So, like, what's it was a winner, but mommy, as in me, I did not like it. No, how come? Okay, I thought about it for a whole day before I wrote my review because I was like, I need to like let it simmer in my mind. Cooking jokes, just (laughs) (laughs) anyhow. Um, she really likes to make, uh, life overly complicated. Yeah. Because she has you roast your own breadcrumbs. She has you, and then you have to make them. You have to blitz them in the food processor. Then you have to cut up fresh herbs for a meatball, fresh garlic, And I was like, you know, you could just toss in dried and um, garlic, uh, not salt, granulated garlic. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same, or garlic powder, that's the word I'm looking for. But like, you, it would, if you used dried herbs and dried garlic, it would allow you to distribute more evenly throughout the meatball mix. And if you used panko breadcrumbs from the cupboard, you would reduce the cooking time by like, a lot. 45 minutes, probably. Yeah. So does she think that I have all damn day to do this? Because 30 minutes to roast the bread, then make the breadcrumbs, then you can assemble the meatballs. Then she wants you to cook off the meatballs in the same pan. You're going to make the sauce in. Then you have to simmer everything all together. 20 minutes for the sauce, then 30 minutes for everything all together. Then, and make the pasta in another dish like, holy crow, Re. Do you have all damn day to be making meatballs? You are fired up. (laughs) I was just like, this could have, like, the end result was pretty good. The sauce was tasty. Like, I'll probably make that again. But, I mean, using fresh herbs is great whenever you're sprinkling them on top or you're very lightly cooking. But the second you start cooking with herbs, like, you should be using dried. There's no point in using fresh. May I interject? Yes, please. Provide so, me with a different opinion. So 
I saw it a different way. I didn't see that. I saw this as like a Sunday meal or like a Saturday meal, like a meal that where you could allow yourself to take a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. to make it. And I, her making the old, her own breadcrumbs, that was a novel idea. However, <laughs> I had an alternative that I could use. But let's say someone doesn't have oats, doesn't have access to panko, doesn't have, I don't even know what else you would use, or like a regular breadcrumb. Mm -hmm. She's giving them a method to be able to make their own breadcrumbs at home. I thought you might say that. (laughs) I was like, while I was writing this, I was like, this is what Renee's going to say. And I agree. That it is nice to provide alternatives, but then maybe also give me the weight measurement for dried bread, dried breadcrumbs or oats in my pantry. Fair, because she she doesn't provide you with the quantity. She's just yeah. like six pieces of bread, blow some up. Yeah, fair point. Um, yeah, I I started I I made this I I you know what I ended up in the same boat as you though where I was making it on a weeknight. I'm assuming you made it on a weeknight. And for some reason, like everything fell apart that evening. Oh, it was the day where I was, I was taking my children everywhere and then getting Mm. them all back home. And I put them all to bed. They all ate leftovers from the night before I put them all to bed. And then at seven o'clock at night, I started this. Um, And instead of cooking the meatballs in the same pan as the sauce, I baked them. Um, yeah, because that was like, A, I used, uh, oats in mine instead of, instead of making the breadcrumbs fresh because I was in a pinch. Mm -hmm. I baked them so that while they were baking, I could cook the sauce. Um, and, uh, just looking at my notes here. I, I found that like the the recipe came together like I really liked the the flavor of the fresh herbs and the meatballs but I also have a little herb garden that I'm trying to like use as much as possible before everything freezes Mm. so I really liked that touch and I thought like I could kind of tell the difference that like there was that added freshness to it um I liked this recipe but I also didn't make it the way she says to make it. I mm-hmm. cut corners a little bit to save on time. And it only took me an hour to get it all together, not roasting my own breadcrumbs and cooking the meatballs um, in the oven instead of in the pan. Yeah, it probably took me about an hour to get everything together. I ended up sauteing the meatballs in a different pan while the sauce simmered. Mm-hmm. And then once they were sautéed, I threw them in the sauce to simmer for the 30 minutes. Yeah. But I ended up baking half my meatballs and freezing them because it was just taking so long, like, to do them in batches. Yeah. And I was like, and then I was afraid that if I threw them in the sauce, they would be undercooked. And you don't want undercooked pork. No, no. Not, not a good idea. So I baked the rest and froze them. But I was like... She could have easily made this an hour-long recipe instead of a two-hour-long recipe, and it just requires, like, a little bit of culinary knowledge to, like, provide your readers with that. Yeah. And this was her first book. I will 
So, I mean, I can't, I mean, I don't have her other books right in front of me. Yeah. But, As a fan, though, does she have, like, a culinary background? Uh, no, I think, so she has a food blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and her food blog grew quite a bit. Like, it became very well-known. And then she wrote her book, and then she got her food show. Okay. I don't know. You know what? <sighs> Maybe I should look at this up, because I don't know. <laughs> I I want to say yes, but... I'm going to say no. That's my guess. Based on, like, the preparation of some of the ingredients, I'm like, I don't know if she does have a culinary background, or if she's just an accomplished home cook who, like, has a large variety of recipes that she has yeah. cultivated. Uh, this does not, I want to know about her. I don't want to know about her life. Oh, about the pioneer woman. Um, she started her food blog on a whim. Yeah, I think she is just a home cook that, uh, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. She's created an empire out of a simple, like, I think she, and I don't know, like, I am making a wild assumption because that's my game. But I would say that she paved the way for many food bloggers today because she's been doing food blogging a lot longer than some of the others that I follow regularly and like she's one of the more successful ones in my opinion that's all (laughs) okay well I just uh I'm going to guess no, she doesn't. Like, she may have gotten some, picked up some tips and tricks now that she's working at the Food Network. But, like, in this book, I feel like, yes, it is nice to use fresh herbs, especially if you have them. And she does talk about her garden and stuff and, like, how much she enjoys that. But it would be nice to offer people an alternative that is faster. And especially, like, the second you throw them in the pan, in the hot heat, those herbs are destroyed. So yeah. seems like a waste. Okay. I'll anyway. take that. I'll take that. Anyway. Oh, and my children loved, they ate the meatballs and they wanted spaghetti because they didn't like rigatoni. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it tastes the same, honey. And they're like, yeah, but I expected the noodles to be longer. And it's really strange because my kids get all like weird about food and what they expect. Yes. They get sad at the dinner table because they're like, oh, I expected you to make pizza. I was like, well, <laughs> nobody asked me to make pizza, so I made this. And they're like, but I expected pizza. I'm like, I don't know where you got that idea, but it's not happening. <laughs> oh, I love your kids. See, oh my, my kids were stoked that the noodles had this big old hole in it and they were holding it in their mouth and using it as a whistle and it was really annoying. Yes. They did get on board eventually. And I think one of them did like witch fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, you put a noodle on every finger and like, Aah. anyway. Yes. I draw the line at putting the noodles on the fingers. That drives me. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to stop them. 
they don't eat with forks either. They just eat with their hands 99% of the time. And you're just like, you have a fork. You don't have to eat your ice cream with your hands, you know? Oh, but I do. Yes, apparently they do. <sighs> okay. So what so, was your surprise recipe this week? Okay, fine. I'll go first. I was just going to hit you well, up for I, sure. I just did a big rant about this other recipe. I need to cool down for a minute. Okay. So I made ranch-style chicken, which is on page 208. And I also made crash-hot potatoes with it, which is on page 217. So. Two recipes for the price of one. Yeah. So the ranch-style chicken, a friend of mine got this cookbook before I got mine. Uh, It was Mm -hmm. a wedding gift to her back in, like, I want to say – well, 2011, 2012. Anyways, neither here nor there, but she's had oh, it. So long ago. Well, and she would make this ranch style chicken for a crowd. And I taste, I had it, she would serve it like as a chicken burger. Um, yeah. She would entertain outside. So I knew I had had it before prepared by someone else, but I didn't know how it came together. So I was interested to see that it has to be marinated and the marinade is really cool, like with honey and Dijon mustard. Um, and I was a big girl and I marinated my chicken. I also fried up bacon. Uh, Why does and- that make you a big girl marinating your chicken? <laughs> oh, because I usually flake on that part and I'm like, I'll just spread it all over and throw it on the grill. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Not the same, but yes. <laughs> no. But I'm like, this is marinated chicken. It sat in it for three seconds, but I did it for like three hours. So I was a big girl. Um, oh, nice. And I just, I found that the chicken was, had this really good flavor and the bacon and cheese were just kind of bonus points on it. The whole mm-hmm. family loved it. So that was a winner. And then the crash hot potatoes. So I love potatoes. Like, cause whoever doesn't. Like, I can't live with that. When my, I think it was my second child. He did not like potatoes for a time. And I was just beside myself. I'm like, who are you? As if you don't like potatoes. Anyways. uh, And I'm always looking for a new fun way to cook them up. So these, I took um, potatoes from the patch. We have a potato patch outside. I dug Mm -hmm. them up so they were super, super fresh and their skin was like that thin, thin, papery skin from a new potato. And I parboiled them in the Instant Pot to save a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I got rosemary from my herb garden and put the extra virgin olive oil and salt and pepper. And they were really good. Like it was a really good like little meal combo. I, we all enjoyed it. That's all. Nice. The potatoes look pretty straightforward. I'm just looking at them now. I'm like yeah. nothing revolutionary. Rosemary, new potatoes, and it's like the smashed potatoes, basically, where you yeah. just like smush them down. Yeah. Nice. Do you double bake them? Yes. You you boil them and then bake them. I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am on it. Um, the chicken looks delicious in the book. But my only comment is that, my God, she is not into diet food. Uh, yeah. Let's slather this reasonably healthy chicken with cheese and bacon. 
It was so good, though. Yeah, I believe you. That's probably why I I haven't made it, because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll probably eat the whole thing. But you know what? I found that this ranch-style chicken was more healthy than the white chicken enchiladas. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, the marinade does have half a cup of honey and uh, half a cup of Dijon. Yeah. I'm sorry. No other added sugar, though. That's good. Did you find it hard to get the chicken cooked all the way through? I did it on the Traeger. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I see she, in the book, she has you cut it in half. So it should be pretty easy to just like, done. Yeah. And I didn't cut mine in half just because um, I was too lazy. It's like I can't be bothered. I cut sure. It. You start bragging about how you did the marinade, but you didn't do <laughs> other. I didn't cut. Well, do you? It is so annoying having to like slice a chicken breast, like butterfly chicken breast. I hate manhandling meat. You know this. That's funny. Get out my rubber. Yes, I do. I actually, I like to cut my chicken when it's half frozen, but I don't like mm. to cut it on this like I don't like to butterfly it either because I find I often cut myself yeah and I like to go down (laughs) yeah the um the chicken breasts I had just gotten them so they were not partially frozen but I agree with you it is much easier to butterfly chicken breast when it is half frozen apparently if you firm it up in the freezer for 15 minutes it makes a big difference oh it's just another step I mean, if it's going to make it easier for you to cut, I guess it's worth it. Or if you have a lot of time. Or if I just don't cut it and slap it on the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a trigger. But as a girl to do. Buy one. (laughs) I'm joking. Um, I I actually was looking at them at the store the other day and I'm like, I can't commit to wood chips. I just can't. Or pellets or whatever it is you buy. Um, I just can't do it. Yes, you can. No, I can't. I don't want to. Curtis and I have already talked about how much stuff we have in this house. Can you imagine if I also had to store pellets? Just one more (laughs) thing I can't get rid of. True. (sighs) Okay, so I made chicken and potatoes, basically. What did you make? Okay, so I have made a few recipes out of this book. I realize Mm -hmm. I have to save at least one for our next episode. Yes. But I will talk about the Sloppy Joes Ooh. this time. But I did not write down the page number. Just bear with me, everybody. Of course, I did. Oh, page 58. Mm. It's right at the start of the book, which is probably why I was like, I'll make these. Um, okay. So, my God, she likes to feed a crowd. This <laughs> serves eight people and requires two pounds, two and a half pounds of beef. So I made half a recipe, and I probably used half meat, half veggie ground round. Okay. But it was quite good. Cool. Uh, I used whatever colored paper I had in the cupboard, and then I followed the rest of the instructions. And it's very, it was very sweet because she uses ketchup in it, but it was nice. Like, my kids liked it. Um, it tasted pretty much like the stuff you would get in the packet, you know? I don't know yeah. if you ever make that stuff. I usually um, make from scratch, but carry on. Oh, <laughs> I get the packet because, you know, anyway, sometimes you just need a quick meal. No, for sure. 
Yeah, so I made it. It was good. The kids liked it. Uh, I used red pepper instead of green. Or no, I used green instead of red. Whatever whatever the opposite is. Oh, yeah, she calls for green, and we like red, so I used red. And uh, I think I put it on leftover homemade buns from, like, another recipe book Mm -hmm. a while back. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It was all good. It was super easy to put together. Like, really, really, really easy to put together. And I recommend you make half a recipe because it's still, it fed all four of us and then we still had leftovers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I um, I think that's good that it came together very easily because I don't think that any sloppy joe recipe should be complicated. I agree. Like, sloppy joe. Yeah. Like, it's saucy meat. What a, What's the problem? Know your place. You're supposed <laughs> to be easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, this is not gourmet food. We're just throwing it together. Yeah. Um, I would probably make the full recipe simply because my ground beef packets do come in two pound packets anyways. And That's a lot. Yeah. It's because we get it, which like, are oh yeah 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 straight from the farm and butchered locally um and yeah so in that case yes don't waste like, yeah don't thaw two pounds of beef and then make have a recipe make exactly. a whole dang recipe and my kids I have a 10 year old who has a very healthy appetite and I have a six-year-old who also has a very healthy appetite plus two others and a husband so I think we would probably have an easier time getting through the whole recipe, but it sounds delicious. And I might have to try that one out. I'm usually, I usually just Google and there's one that I generally fall upon each time. And so I remember what it looks like and I just follow Mm -hmm. that. I'll have to check out Ree's Sloppy Joe next time. Yeah. I have to admit, I did not use the Tabasco sauce because I just, I don't want to have that fight. Yeah. They think spices are spicy. I'm like, that is time. It is not spicy. It is flavorful. <laughs> anyway, so I just like, I couldn't be bothered. I also did not. Oh, no, she doesn't dice it. That's fine. Uh, I might have sauteed the onions and the peppers without the meat in there. Okay. But otherwise, I think I followed the whole recipe because I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird Ooh. way to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also so, made just a quick shout out. Yes. Wait. I was going to say I made the pasta with tomato and cream sauce. Yeah. On page 139. That's actually one it of was my another... favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, I could see why. It came together really easily. The ingredients were stuff I had in the house. And it was pretty tasty. I wish I, I had cooked the onions a little more. Yeah. Because I left them a little crunchy, and I would have rather they be super soft. But it was super easy. Although, again, it's one of those, like, a cup of heavy cream in your pasta. I might have switched that out for something else Yeah. next time. But it was nice. I put the fresh herbs on top for myself, and the kids didn't. But they ate it up. It was great. Yeah. it's. I love that one. And I always think of – I made it once when I had a cold. And – I just wanted something really comforting to eat. And I remember cooking the onions and I could not smell the onions. And I knew how congested I was because 
when you're cooking up those onions and they're like billowing out, like it is eye watering. <laughs> yeah. I will say that this recipe was so simple. I was sort of surprised that it was in the book. Like I'm surprised she didn't save it for her blog and put different recipes in the book. Well, I Does wonder, that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I wonder if it is one of the higher rated recipes on her blog because remember when we spoke with Ime, mm-hmm. uh, she said that kind of your um your top recipes yeah. like there's a certain percentage. Yeah, pasta with tomato cream sauce. So it was a Yeah, blog you have recipe. to include the winners. Yeah. So it was yeah, a blog that makes recipe sense. published in 2010. So um Perhaps it was just one of the more visited ones. Yeah, that's probably fair. I just like, it was kind of plain, yeah, simple, straightforward. It was good. I just was like, meh, it's not going to knock my socks off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do all recipes in a recipe book have to knock your socks off? Um, Maybe. Well, I mean, some do and some don't. It depends on the book, right? I think, okay, here's my hot takes off the cuff. I think if you're going to put it in the recipe book, um, it should be really good. Like, it should knock my socks off. Unless it's a health food cookbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it should be pretty good. Maybe it doesn't have to knock my socks off, but it has to be pretty good. And I would not constitute Bree's food as not, or as health food. No. I, the, the tomato and cream sauce, I've made that over and over again because Mm -hmm. I really think it's good and I wouldn't have thought of putting it together that way. Mm. But I'm, (laughs) I'm also probably a bit of a dunce in the kitchen. So I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that's true at all. Well, it doesn't take much quite, to me. <laughs> you're very adventurous. <laughs> I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. It just like a, it presents a totally different perspective on cooking and eating and your whole life. She is going to try to start including one new recipe a week in their meal plan, and I was like, I was floored. <laughs> I almost never make the same recipe twice. Well, that's not true. I I do make the same recipe more than once if it's a real winner. But like two recipes are probably redos. Yeah. And then the rest are all new. See, I make the same things over and over again. With the exception of what we cook for the podcast. Obviously, a lot of these recipes are new to me. Um, which is why I thought that the podcast was a good idea but um I will just this week I went back to a pinch of yum recipe for a winter grain bowl which I may have talked about probably in one of our episodes that aired at the beginning and you know I'm making it again so or yeah it's funny how we all look at stuff differently yes but like you do a lot of new cooking for the podcast. Like you go above and beyond all the recipes that we have scheduled and do all kinds of recipes. 
Yes, but I also repeat a lot. Hmm. Like, well, I'm you have to make it. a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, you don't eat out ever. Everything is from scratch from the kitchen. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of food production and you can't be doing three new recipes every day. No. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I was, it surprised me and I was like, am I weird? No, I think just everyone looks at cooking differently and some people are really not adventurous and you and I both have a common friend who has mastered making rice Mm. and shrimp, I think. Yes. And so if she were to take on making one new recipe a week, that would be a great goal for her but it just I think it just depends on how adventurous and how how confident you feel in the kitchen yeah that's true and not everyone is like a food hoarder the way I am and like (laughs) people like to use up their leftovers whereas I'm just like well we'll stick it in the freezer and we'll have it another time Mm -hmm. exactly Uh, does that time ever come actually this week I pulled out three three jars of chicken stock from the freezer to use. I pulled out a soup and something else. And I was like, so excited because I was using up all my stuff. I'm like, look at me go. We use pizza sauce or marinara sauce every week on our pizza. So yeah. And that, uh, yeah, that kind of brings me actually, I'm just looking at our, uh, what we plan on talking about next and that brings me to what our next recipe is for next week pizza dough Yay. page 141 yeah i have now, if to- i if i know correctly this is one of your key recipes it is this pizza dough gets made every friday so i am excited but also terrified to hear <laughs> your hot take on it um, I will be making the, the pizza dough with the, uh, I am losing my marbles here. Steakhouse pizza? Steakhouse pizza. Exactly. Page 142. So just the next page, that's the pizza that I will be topping my dough with. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm. I'm glad you're going to try it. I am worried that it is going to <laughs> underwhelm you, but <laughs> this pizza dough has served us well and it's very easy to come together. It doesn't have any added sugar like mm-hmm. most um, leavened breads and doughs have. And it's a dough that my husband can easily put together uh, and has put together for me, like if I haven't been home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looking at the directions, like I can't see why he wouldn't be able to. Well, Very he's a, bit of a he's a he's a pre-beginner in the kitchen. <laughs> like a timid Tommy maybe. Yes. Yeah. 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 I understand because I too have a timid Tommy in my kitchen, but that's okay <laughs> because I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you Yeah, I'm excited. Have you decided what you're going to top your pizza dough with, or are you going to keep that part a surprise? Oh, well, I always do just like standard pepperoni pizza for my kids. 
Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I like an alternative to the uh, regular. We don't like marinara sauce on our pizza. Yes. We use barbecue sauce because we're mm-hmm. monsters. No, And so I'm going to use the dough and then prepare our usual pizza, which we, we would have so that we can just analyze the dough. Fair enough. I like that. Although, although the carnitas pizza looks friggin' delicious. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, except that seems like a lot of work <laughs> for pizza. <laughs> although, I have caramelized onions in my fridge, which I normally do not have, but or put on my pizza, so I'm excited to top it with that, too. Mm, that'll be yum, yummy. Yum. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for you to try out my OG pizza recipe that I've been using. Well, hopefully I don't have to give it the smackdown. <laughs> it's okay. I bet I won't. I can take it. I can take it. I'm a big girl. <laughs> so speaking right. of carnitas pizza being, seems like a lot to make. Um, is there anything you absolutely refuse to make at home? I would like you to go first because <laughs> I had an idea and now it's gone. I can't remember what it was. So this uh, this is a tough one because being rural, mm-hmm. uh, if I get a craving for anything, I often have to make it work at home. Uh, things that I will not make at home would be like, a really like decadent treat. So cronuts, like there is a local bakery that makes cronuts. And so I I don't plan on attempting to make those at home because I could never even get close to the product that, that they make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think like really decadent stuff like that or like, um, really intricate chocolate work. I mm. I don't I have no desire to try working doing that at home because my hand temperature is just simply mm-hmm. too high to really work with you know really delicate temperature um yeah like needs for food so that would be my answer off the cuff. That's an interesting answer, actually, because, like, I do attempt to make donuts all the time, but more recently, I'm like, "Ah, deep frying is hard. Mm -hmm. Managing the temperature is really difficult, and you can get some pretty good donuts at the store, so, like, maybe I should just quit bothering Mm -hmm. to try and do it, because I only have medium success. So I think that's going to be one that I refuse to make at home. Do you make pasta at home ever? Uh. I have made gnocchi. I would love to try making pasta, but I I would like to get a pasta attachment for my KitchenAid mixer before I even, like, I wouldn't attempt it without the proper tools. That makes sense. I have one of those. I got it on a whim on Kijiji. The person had never even taken it out of the box. So <laughs> like, yeah. Nice. Uh. Yeah, I also have the hand crank one. Curtis got it for me for my birthday like 10 years ago. Oh, cool. It works really well, too. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't make pasta that much, but when you do make it, it's nice to have. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're kind of both in the same camp with like treats. Oh yeah, I um thought about making phyllo pastry before, oh, but I then I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, that's okay. I can barely handle the shit that you just defrost. Yeah. So I can only imagine myself trying to handle like paper thin dough that you have to see through in order for it to be right. Yeah. Something that I refuse to make at home right now as well is um, French fries that would be fried in oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bake potatoes and like roast them in a pan, but I am not about to put a pan of oil on the stove and start making French fries that way. Mm-hmm. Now, with our new deck that is now complete, I'm starting to envision my outdoor kitchen space, which mm-hmm. may include a deep fryer or may not. I have not decided yet, but that wouldn't be until like a next year project because I need to build like a kitchen space, like an in- a covered kitchen space um, so that it is out of the weather. Yeah. I will say the air fryer makes really good French fries. Yeah. Like, See, and I don't have an air fryer. And that, as much as I know that you love yours, I don't think that I would use it. I, I don't I don't know that it would have the value added needed to mm. like to be worth the money I would spend. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I was making something the other day and I needed to go three different things needed to go in my oven and I was like, Oh, how nice would it be to have double ovens right now Mm -hmm. but in the end like I ended up using the air fryer for one of the things because like there was just no room in the in the oven yeah I was like you're going in the air fryer yeah funny enough we were just talking about air fryers in my uh, group of friends who have been keeping in touch and reaching out during um, COVID and one of them Mm -hmm. was asking about air fryers and what our thoughts were on them and I shared with her my thoughts and another uh, friend, she said, my oven doesn't work well. So we rely very heavily on our air fryer. So I think it really depends on your oven situation in your home as to whether or not an air fryer is a good fit for your home. That's true. It takes my oven half an hour to get up to temp. So like the other day we were just making, um, like chicken cordon bleu for the kids. And I just buy the frozen package stuff. Yeah. And my air fryer heats up in two minutes. Yeah. And you can put it in and it cooks in like a third, well, three quarters of the time. So instead of turning my oven on just for one thing, I was like, well, here we go. Let's see how long it takes. And the answer is like 30, 25 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Now I have also read that you should not trust an oven that can preheat in like in a small amount of time because it's not really up to temperature. It should take your oven a while to get up to heat that large of a space to like 375 or 400 or 425. And I've also heard that when your oven reaches that temperature, you should let it sit at that temperature for an additional half hour. It's a little crazy. 
but it's so wasteful. Yeah, but I mean, if you're looking to bake like a pastry, when I so yeah. when I make my Queen of Moms, or if I need to um, bake something at a high high heat, like sourdough bread, and you really want it to spring, you want to make sure that when you're opening that oven, you're not losing too much temperature as you're putting your item in. Because if it has just gotten to four or four fifty, say, and then you yeah. open the oven, you're dropping right away below four fifty. Whereas if you've let that oven sit at four fifty for a while, it has like warmed up completely. It may even be at like four seventy five if the element has just turned on and it's going to go back down. Like if it's cycling, and so mm-hmm. you're going to lose less heat. Yeah, it also heats up the casing of the oven, and mm-hmm. so it stays hotter even though you open up the door. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it it really depends on the uses and, like, your situation and what you're using it for. There's, like, a lot of factors. Like, basically, a pro-con list needs to be put together as to whether or not you get an air fryer. Yeah. I also think... Um, I really want an upgrade because I want one of those Bluetooth ones or Wi-Fi enabled uh, ovens so that like say I'm out and about and I'm like oh man I really wish I could turn on my oven so it could mm-hmm. be heated by the time I get home mm-hmm. boom boom anyway anyway yeah. I'm trying to think of something else I refuse to make at home phyllo dough I've never really made puff pastry although one of my newer cookbooks has a recipe for a quick and easy, and they say no fail, um, puff pastry. Yes. But I think it's really rough puff. It's not full puff. Okay. And so I've never really made that. I've tried croissants before. Mm, not great results. Yeah. Um, I've never made lamb before at home. I've made ground lamb. Well, no, I've made lamb sausage. Mm. And uh, we're not lamb fans. Oh. Today, we had Lebanese meat pies for lunch. Ooh. That is something that I refuse to make at home. Though I probably could because it's really just meat that's heavily spiced with a little bit of cheese and like a delicious flatbread. But I'm like, they just, they make it so well. Yeah. And it's so, it's like $3 a pie or something. Like, there's no point in me trying to make it at home because they do such a wonderful job that I will just happily go and buy it. Yes. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cannoli I've never tried, but it is on my list of things to try. Mm-hmm. Especially now that I discovered you can buy pre-cooked shells. Oh, nice. And so you just have to fill them. Like, oh, man. That might be a game changer. Anyway, so I think that's it. You got anything else? No, I think that's it. I mean, I could just go on and on for days. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye.